that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Pastor Shannon to come up because he was blessed and got to go on a mission trip to Kenya. And I'd just like you to take 10, 15 minutes and just let us know about it. Okay. Excuse me. Yes. Would you just give us that scripture in Hebrews 5 again? I certainly would. Let me turn this on. So it's Hebrews 5. Verses 11 through 14. And 6, 1 through 3. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Doing good? good you know, I'm very excited to be here. I'm thankful to be here. It's a, it's a blessing uh, to be here. And, and I didn't know he wanted me to say something today. But as soon as he asked me, I'm like, you know, it's kind of like me when it comes to food. Like, I could have just eaten. I, and somebody says, would you like to try this or take a bite of it? Yes. I will always take a bite. I will always take an opportunity to share what God has done and what God is doing. And, and the first thing that came to my mind when he, when he said that was a scripture and, and I want to share it with you, a scripture that immediately popped into my mind from Isaiah. But, but first, I tell you, you know, I, I don't know what we have in common. We have things in common. And uh, I, I know we all come from different places and, and we have different experiences in life. But one thing that I know that we all share, one thing that we've all experienced, and, and maybe some of you are experiencing in different areas of your life today, is fear. You know, fear is a real thing, a real thing that grips, I believe, a lot of, of, of Christians. That we are, we are living in fear in different areas of our lives. And the, way, the things that we say to other people, the things that we hold back from, the things that we don't go do, the things that, that uh, fear of just uh, making someone else upset when the Lord leads you to do something. And, and I, I, I tell you, this whole experience in my life of the last uh, you know couple months, because God has prepared me to go to the Kenya and to the area and, and preach like I've never preached before to reach people that I've never even thought I would meet in my life. But this verse has kind of uh, settled in my spirit. Isaiah is speaking to the Lord. And, and it's a, a verse that's really touched my heart. In Isaiah uh, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, I trust you to save me, Lord God. And I won't be afraid, says my power and my strength come from you and you have saved me and I like that I like that verse and you know what when I was preparing to go to Kenya I, I there was a lot of things that went through my mind before I got on that airplane to go to Kenya there is a lot of medical concerns a lot of different things that you know was going on in the world my dad the day before I go my dad says I have a feeling like you shouldn't go and I'm like, well, Dad, I've never listened to you before, and I'm not going to start now, you know? And, but he was just afraid that, you know, his biggest fear was that I wouldn't be allowed to come back into the country. And I was like, I'm pretty sure the government will send the army to come get me because I'm that important. But, but uh, it's, it's just fear, just fear of going and doing something that the Lord wanted me to do. You know, and, and all of us, in every single day that we live, the Lord is asking us to do things. And the little things are not really little things. They're actually big things over the course of our life. And this whole Kenya thing was actually pretty easy for me because God made a way for it to happen. And, and the fear of going uh, was really more wrapped up in my own ability and my own strength and fear 
that maybe I wouldn't be good enough, or maybe the Lord wouldn't use me, or maybe uh, it, it just wasn't the right time. I didn't know what the culture is going to be. I mean, we talk to these guys from Kenya every single week, and we love them, but until you're there on the ground, you don't know what it's going to be like. And, and I'll tell you, uh, on the airplane, just preparing and, and just believing the Lord, we got there, and, and, and immediately, the very first service, the Lord spoke to my heart about a certain guy, and I thought, oh, man, this is going to be just fine. This is going to be just good. The Lord is with me on this trip. Amazing thing. And so I was able to preach and, and, and share the gospel like I've never done before and be able to pray for people. And I saw God work. And, and that's the one thing I would say. Like, in our own fear, what happens is we limit what the Lord can do yeah. through us. Amen. And we limit what we're allowing the Holy Spirit to do in a certain situation. Because we hold back. And... And, and I'm, there's no reason for it other than we're relying on our own strength and our own power. And, and we're not like Isaiah saying, Lord, it is it, my power and my strength are nothing because, because if they don't come from you, then I know that I, I can't do it. You know, I, the only strength that I have, the only power that I have comes from you because you're the one who saved me. And, and, and what happened was, I remember I was standing, first of all, in Kenya, it's kind of like this. It doesn't start on time. And... And, uh, you know, like we just, it was very loose. And I, I remember the very first service I asked the pastor, I was like, when do we start? And he said, well, when the people get here. And I'm going, are we here? You know, we're, it, but no, it didn't happen because they were walking for miles to get to that service. And when they got to that service, over the course of those miles, what happened was their expectation was growing. And as they got closer to their church, they heard that some bald white guy was going to be there. And that was a spectacle. They wanted to see. They wanted to see. But more than that, they believed that the Lord was going to show up. And, and it was, it, you felt it. it. I felt it. They were ready to receive from the Lord. Not from me, but they, they, they wanted something from God. And, and so when I was standing up there at the pulpit, I remember the very first time. And I just looking at it and say, well, what if this was the last time I got to speak to these people? What if this is the last opportunity that they got to hear something uh, about the Lord? Something from the Lord. What if this is the last? And that changes everything. Then fear goes out the window. Then that anxiety of, of, of what can I do in my own strength goes away. Because then you're completely dependent on the Lord to lead you and guide you. And for the first time in the ministry of my life, you know, I am very structured. If you ever saw my sermon notes, I do not say anything that is not written on my page. Because I am a dumb person. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. And I, if I write a sermon, it is, I know that if I'm going to preach on Sunday morning, I have to have 3,400 words yes. written on the page. That's how long, and that's why we get out on time, because we don't mess around. <laughs> this football season, and I want people to come back the next Sunday. Well, anyway, I, this was the first time in my life that I didn't know when I was going to speak, what they wanted me to speak on, and one day, the, uh, it just hit, and I just spoke, and I gave everything that I could give. We had an altar call, and people were getting healed, and people were getting saved, and people, it was the best time of my life, and I sat down, and I was exhausted, and then the pastor said, and now, Pastor Shanna will preach again. <laughs> again! Again! And we did. And it was hours and hours every yes. single day in the evenings and stuff like that. And the Lord did something every single time. And, and, and I'm telling you this because I believe we're here with an expectation for the Lord to do something. And not only in our lives, but also in this community. And, and, 
And my heart's greatest desire, I think, I know that we live in Eudora. Now, I work here in Tonganoxie as an assistant pastor at Cornerstone and everything. And, but the secret and the truth is that my heart is in our town in Eudora. And, and I love what the Lord is doing in that place. But I'm believing, just I believe like you are, and expecting the Lord to do something. Uh, I'm expecting the Lord to do something miraculous in the lives of the people that we have an opportunity to know. And, and in this revival, what, what, what is really cool to me is that people are willing to do it. You know, people are willing to put it together. And they're willing to do something that's outside of the normal. And that's great. Because that's, that gives atmosphere and it gives, it gives a place for the Lord to move. And I'm telling you something. When we give the Lord a place to move, when we give Him the place in our own lives, but also in our own environment, He will do it. Because it's not our own strength. It's not our own power. He's the one who brings everything that we need to the table. And, and I'm telling you, I believe that something can happen. Uh, but it happens first in us. It happens first in us. That fear that we have, the fear, the anxiety, the even depression. People deal with depression. Those things. We have to lay at the feet of Jesus and say, you know what? I'm trusting you to save me. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting in your strength. I'm trusting in your power. Because everything comes from you. And when we do that, we open up an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to move. And I've had the opportunity to see it with my own eyes. Some of you have been on mission trips before and you've seen the Lord move in a different way than He works here in the United States. But it's not because He's different. It's because that expectation level is different. It's because the people were expecting something from the Lord. I remember in college, I used to pray all the time, Lord, when I get out of school, when I'm done with this, I'm going to see arms grow back. I'm going to, my ministry, the Lord is going to use me. And then I went out there and I'm like, okay, so I'm not so good. You know, I'm not very good. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is, I was believing in my own strength and my own abilities. And as I get older and as I spend more time in ministry in the last 20 years of our life, the one thing that I know more now than I've ever known before is it has less to do with me and more to do about what God and what He can do. And, and our job is just to be obedient. And our job is just to trust Him. So in your life, you say, well, where am I at? Where, you know, I would love to go to a place like Kenya. I would love to go on a mission trip. I would love, well, I tell you what, we are on a mission trip. Jesus only told us to do a couple things, right? His, his yoke is easy. He, he tells us what we're supposed to do. We're part of this mission. This thing that he told the disciples to do is the same thing that he tells us to do. And what is it? What is it that we're supposed to do? We're supposed to go. We're supposed to go. We're supposed to do something. We're supposed to make disciples. And that doesn't mean we have to have a huge crowd. You know, so many people get wrapped up in the fact that we don't have... If there's not a hundred people here, some pastors wouldn't even come. Some people... But you know what? We go to the one. That's all right. That's what it's about. And that one-on-one. -on -one. So the questions we ask ourselves, am I too afraid to disciple someone else? Am I too afraid to witness and to tell my story about what Christ has done? That fear should not stop us from doing... That's what the enemy does. Is he tries to get us so afraid that we won't even step out of our comfort zone and share the gospel of Christ. And what is the gospel of Christ? It's what he's done in our lives. It's the good things that he's done. We know what Jesus has done. America knows what Jesus has done. What America doesn't know, what your friends and neighbors don't know, is what he's done in you. And how he's changed your life. And that's our goal. To go out. And to make disciples. And, and then what is it? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. 
I remember, and the, the story of my life, and I'm not going to tell it because, but he said I could have 15 minutes. <laughs> and I'm telling you, my life could be wrapped up in a whole lot less than that. <laughs> but the story of my life culminated in a point where I had this encounter with the Lord, where, where I feel like in, in every fiber of my being that he asked me, he called me into ministry when I was young, 14 years old, I know exactly where it happened, when it happened. And I was excited about it. I even told my pastor, and he said, that's okay. That's a, good, that's a good thing. And I was a Nazarene. I was a good boy. And I love the Nazarene church. Still do. But that, that, I had this encounter when I was 18 years old with the Lord. And I believe the Lord spoke to me. He says, do you love me? Do you really love me? And I thought, that is the rudest thing. That is the rudest thing that he can ask of me. Because obviously I love him. Obviously. That's a... But, but the truth is, on our daily life, the fruit of our life really do, does prove that point. Whether or not we do. Because when we love something, when we love someone, it changes who we are. It changes what we do. It changes what we say. It changes how we treat other people. And the truth is, there are moments in my life that I can look back and I can say, Jesus, no, at that moment I really was not loving you. I really was only loving myself. I was only loving what I was doing. But in our lives, if we're supposed to get out of this fear, if we're supposed to be out of this comfort zone, if we're supposed to love God above everything else in our lives, it's going to take us to places that we can't ever even imagine. And the truth is, it's not always in Kenya. It's not always some other country. I, I look forward to going back because I love seeing what the Lord... I don't love the food. I mean, it was the worst food I ever had in my life. I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. She brought oatmeal cream pies. If I, next time I go, I'm going to take like 10 boxes of those. And I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless them. Everyone's going to think that's what heaven is made out of. Because it is. Heaven is just a cream pie. But anyway, I'm telling you, our gospel is, is for here. It is for this place. It is for this part of the world. It is for everyone that we talk to. They should see the light of Christ in our life. They should see it. And that's what I got to experience in Kenya. The light of Christ. Seeing Him at work. And seeing Him change lives. It was nothing in my own strength. There was nothing in that. It was all about Christ. And I loved it. And I'm addicted to it. I was listening. This morning, the kids wanted a video from Kenya. And I was listening to some of their worship music and stuff like that. And it was the worst worship music you've ever heard in your life. I mean, as far as like you would think, you know. They got all that time. There's nothing else to do. And they practice all day, every day. You would think it was, this isn't live, right? Like, okay. Because <laughs> I don't want them to think that I'm talking bad about their worship, even though I am a little bit. But it was, it was not the best worship. But it was the best worship. You know what I mean? It was the best worship. It was the best worship. These people worshiped the Lord as if He was there. And it, when I heard it again this morning, early this morning, I was like, oh, I want to go back. And it just dropped in my spirit like, well, go right now, buddy. In your heart. You know, you don't have to be there to worship the Lord like that again. And so anyway, that's my encouragement to you today. It's not a sermon. It's just a message of hope. It's a message to not walk in fear, but to walk in the power and the strength that only the Lord can give. Because He is great, and He is good, and He is always the same. Never changes. He's going to do it again if we're willing and obedient. So that's my message to you. All right? God bless you.
Righteousness. 